I'm Karen. I'm Lauren. And this is Downstage Left Podcast, where we talk a little, laugh a lot, know nothing. Uh, hi, Lauren. Hey, Karen. How's it going today? It's going great. I'm yeah. in a, I think I told you this when you came over. I'm in like a weird mood. So good luck to us today. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Uh, not about the weird mood. That's not a lie. Uh, okay, so today, what are we doing today? Today, uh, I feel like we need to answer some questions that are just like silliness, mostly. I th- okay. What we're hoping to do is like build... Uh, some communication from the audience so that we're able a to... A listenership? Yes. Well, so we can, like, share stories from our community. Yeah. I, well, I think when we kind of talked about this before, the idea is that we would potentially... You guys would do some listener submissions mm-hmm. of just crazy things that have happened to you as theater members or goers or performers or whatever. Tech people. Uh, whatever tech people. Know. And then we would be able to read some of those stories because I think... We gotta share those stories. Like just, we gotta get them out there. Because all of my theater friends have so many good, crazy ass stories, and I like the world needs to know. It's true, I, and I. It's funny because you and I, I think, both have our like go to stories as well. Mm-hmm. So this will be a fun time to share, and I think once you guys start sending them in, we'll be so excited to read them and to share them with everybody. But we figured this go around, we would share our sort of versions of some of these uh, stories and some of the questions. So I think that's what we're gonna do today. Yeah. Um, so the three questions that we're going to answer for ourselves today, we want to hear about your worst live moment, the funniest gaffe you've had on stage, and worst audience experience. So those are the three that okay. we're going to talk about. Do you want to go first with any of these, or you want me to jump in? I'm going to be honest. Repeat them. <laughs> uh, worst live moment. Okay, okay. Yep. Funniest gaffe on stage. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Worst audience. Got it, got it. Uh, no, I, I can go first or you can, it doesn't matter to me. We get, let's, let's do the first one first. You go okay. and then I'll go. Okay. And okay, we'll okay. Do that way. I'm going to say my worst live moment. So I'm not on stage, right? So like my worst live moments are all also from like very much a director or producer role where I am off stage, see things happening and can do nothing yep. and just have to like check in and be like, is everybody okay? So of course my worst one, we, um, we had sort of teamed up this was now almost over a decade ago but we had teamed up with a local community theater um they had been a little bit dormant and so we were kind of doing a show we were doing sound of music and um you know sound of music is like arranging you have adults you have kids you of course have the the von trapp children and we almost killed a small child (laughs) so uh it's not funny but i can't no here's the thing you know as far as like worst moments go almost killing a child in your community theater production of Sound of Music. It's really hard to top Is it. pretty much it. Like, you know, you don't really go beyond that. And so, I mean, listen, this is, it, it is still to this day. And now this, this young, the young lady who uh, was doing it went on to be, live and now is doing like amazing things, amazing things. But um, we, so we are opening night and it was one of those things where, we had been running so smooth and everything was kind of working for us. And we had kind of a little bit of a complicated, uh, not a complicated set, but like certainly it definitely had to go in, uh, in a specific order. Like we couldn't fly out a wall. You had to like, you know, take out the doorway first and Mm -hmm. then fly the wall out and all this other stuff. And so it was just a very, and we had been practicing. It just was a very well oiled machine in terms of, you know, what, what that process was um we were also in a building we were in a theater where none of the fly lines were weighted correctly and so uh for those of you who don't know fly lines are like basically you see all the ropes that are on the side of the stage and it allows you to lower scenes and backdrops and all that kind of stuff and special pieces throughout the show if they're not weighted and they're weighted so that like a normal human who someone like me who has no upper body strength can still lift in and out a huge backdrop that weighs you know hundreds of pounds right um when they're weighted incorrectly um you know it's all pulleys and physics and stuff so like go physics um science rules correct uh, <laughs> you use it listen you use it in everything even theater it's but true. when it's not done correctly uh you end up having to really like have some heft to it to be able to swing these things in and out so uh the guy who was doing our flies was also in we made him be in the show in some little parts and but he was like he's a strong dude so he already when he was flying in we had this giant like 24 foot across 16 foot tall backdrop that was the inside it was the interior wall of the van trap house right and so kyle had had been like hoisting this in and out 
but it was hard. And so he already had a lot of resistance. So he was already like pulling really hard on the ropes and stuff. And opening night, we get to, um, it's the scene right before they go to the concert to, you know, like the Nazis have come oh, yeah, yeah. and they're like, Captain Von Trapp, we want you to come back and be a Nazi. And he's like, well, I got to go sing with my family. <laughs> and it's like, you do. as you know, as you do, um, and so we had a big staircase that like went up and then went off stage, you know, like to the illusion of a second floor and then had exit stairs uh, to so you could get get so off the staircase. Yeah. yeah. So the kids have all run up there. They're running down. They're getting ready to exit. It's basically the entire Von Trapp family. And as we're like getting ready to exit, for some reason, uh, our director, Jay, at the time, he had never been backstage because obviously, like, when we're rehearsing the show, he's out front, he's watching, but it was opening night, he wasn't in the audience, he just happened to be backstage, and in a, in a like, plus-minus kind of way, right, where it was amazing because he ended up, like, saving this child, but also, he was an extra body that we just hadn't rehearsed with, so... Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, so, you know... um, so when he, we started doing it, something got out of order where like the doors didn't come off first or, you know, whatever. And Kyle started pulling the backdrop, you know, this giant set piece out and up and he felt resistance, but he'd already been like, it already was heavy. So it wasn't a thing that he was like, oh, normally it's easy to do. Now it's hard. And, you know, so that's going on. The kids are exiting and one of our cast members lost a shoe. And, uh, she maybe will be a guest further on, but, um, Julia lost a shoe. Jason was like, I'm going to go get it. You keep going. Like you get ready for the next scene. So he runs up, you know, she kind of lost it on the stair. Very like Cinderella, I guess. Um, goes to grab it. Uh, our little girl who was playing Gretel, you know, she's six. I think she was like five or six, just like a little waif of a little human. Poor baby. And she's coming down And as she's like, you know, she's like little, so she's like not running the stairs, but we start to hear a crack and keep in mind, you know, this is all happening kind of in a blackout. So there's no lights on. You kind of, you hear the crack and what's basically happening is that set piece was made of Luan. So like really thin wood and Kyle was pulling on it hard enough, but it was caught. It just started cracking. Oh no. Midair. So as it starts to fall down, Jason, you know, Jay sees it. He kind of, like, shields our little Gretel, puts his arm up, takes the brunt of the falling set on his arm, but shields her, gets her off stage, and, uh, you know, this is all happening. Meanwhile, I'm in the booth, so I can't, I don't know any of this is happening. I just see the blackout. I I don't know what's happening. I hear the crack. Like, it was so loud, because it is, like, wood cracking into a thousand pieces, and then crashing down to the stage. So that's all I hear where I'm like, I was running sound that night and I just remember, uh, you know, this is all happening. No one is saying anything over headsets. And I just remember headsetting down to our pit conductor and going, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and need you guys to vamp and go ahead and play that vamp a little. We're going to need to run that music. (laughs) I'm going to need you to play that music one more time. And then to our stage manager, I was like, how's everything going? Everything okay back there? And at first no one's answering because it's bedlam. I finally get over the radio. Everything's good. Keep vamping. And then without missing, I mean, like truly it was a little longer than our normal set change. Everyone's on stage singing uh, tea with jam and bread in the concert moment as though nothing had happened. Amazing. And, and here's the thing. You see a Broadway show. You expect that they would keep going. It would be fine. When we were working with like the little girl playing Gretel was like five. I think, you know, like these are kids and not professionals. The fact that they got it together, they got their shit together, got on stage, continued to sing as though nothing had happened. Wow. And the funny thing is when we talked to people who were in the audience, they were like, we thought it was part of the show. We just thought it was like bombs because, you know, war. So it, it was like, it was like, yeah, well, great. So glad you thought that, you know, meanwhile, Jason's arms all jacked up and yeah. we had to come in the next day, like in the morning. We, I think we had a matinee for that show on Saturday. So we had to come in, you know, Saturday morning and rebuild and repaint that part of the set and get it hung again. And Ugh. so it was crazy. And I just remember I called my friend who happened to be out of town. She couldn't come. And she was like, how'd your opening night go? You know, she was so excited. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we almost killed a kid. All right, gotta go. Like, going to Applebee's, we gotta get out of here. So it was like, it was bananas. And that is by far the craziest thing. I mean, and there's been some r- close runner up to that story, yeah. you know, but for the most part, it was like, oh, we almost, yeah, we almost killed somebody. And I, 
I mean, I don't know how close it was. She definitely would have, I don't think she would have been killed, but she definitely would have been hurt. But the fact it that. It would have been a big legal issue. I would have not had a company because, you know, well, actually, that wasn't my company, so the company would got shut down. I don't know if they had insurance. But, uh, you know, it, it would have been a, this crazy thing. But, again, it's, it's one of my favorite stories just because it was so crazy and we truly did just go on as though nothing had happened and they were all good and ready to go. And like I said, I think, um, one of the kids that had that problem might be a guest and so maybe we'll revisit this story and she can give, uh, Julia can give some perspective to what it was like backstage. Because like I said, I was in our booth, so I could just hear things and it was a blackout. So I was like, (laughs) Oh, I don't, I don't know what's happening. I would like to hear the story from her perspective. Yeah. 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 I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. Her or Jay could come on or little Aspen who now is like, Oh, a grown woman. Yeah. doing music and having like a music career so i could be like remember that one time we almost killed you you were five um she <laughs> you could bounce back it's yeah, okay. <laughs> you know resilient so yeah She's so that's like... the craziest live moment i think in terms of just and it was the first show we'd all kind of done together um it was the last show we would do together we all kind of <laughs> went yeah no i know it wasn't that but just the fact that that happened and like i said it was as professionally handled as it could be considering no perfect you know all like a dad from the community and like these kids that are just like i like to sing i'm gonna do it like yeah it just really was good and um yeah to this day it's always a fun like uh i'll have kids ask like what's the craziest thing and i'm like oh well one time i almost killed someone lies yeah what is yours okay well mine is not like as high stakes life or death <laughs> like it is not like they don't all have to be life died. or death it's fine it's, it's very yeah it's not that um when i was in high school 10th grade we did the miracle worker oh my sure love it great uh i played annie sullivan how do you who, feel about the current helen keller controversy i don't even understand what like truly like we're trying to cancel her and say she's a liar i <laughs> I hate the internet. <laughs> Fair news. Like. Fair news. I don't know. I knew she was trending and I knew there were reasons why. And I kind of just was like, you know what? I don't have time to handle this. No, that's the right. And then kind of, because I have a friend, my very, be- very best friend is legally blind. And uh, she was really upset about whatever was happening with Helen Keller on the internet. And I was like, you know what? I can't. Because it'll just make me angry. Whatever's going on, I don't want to do. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I have no opinion about the okay, Helen Keller. That's fine. Um, I generally just, you know, know the story really well because I was the teacher. Sure. And the girl who played Helen Keller in this production was a year older than me, but she was very small. Sure. She went on the next year to play Oliver, and Oliver is fine. So she was one of those. She was really tiny. Yeah. Um, and so we, you know, the miracle worker involves a lot of stage fighting, stage combat and yeah. things. And there's a big scene. Young Helen Keller is aggressive. That's, what, she that's was, what we know she was from the wild. show. Uh, yeah. So we, and I was very fortunate that we had someone small that was old enough to like navigate because oh, yes. with a younger actor, it's very hard to be like, I don't want to hurt you. Right. So there's that big scene in the middle of the show where they're at the dinner table and it's like no words. It's just a huge, like, I don't know, 20 minute fight. Yeah. Um, where we're just trying to eat some eggs or something. I'm trying to, so we read the miracle worker in high school. Yeah. I think in 12th grade. Yeah. So I'm trying to like really <laughs> harken back right now and remember that reading of it in my 12th grade or 11th grade maybe uh like high school english keep going it's i a, remember this fight though the fight yeah, it's it's like iconic it's like in every scene book ever yeah. which is weird because like if you're just doing a scene study this is a very hard scene to like stu- anyway um so we, we do this fight and they, we are using like real tactical props like napkins real silverware real plates real food everything and we actually Mariah and I had to like work out what food I was going to give her to eat because she's like these eggs are so gross (laughs) please give me a biscuit instead like cold stage eggs stage eggs that like have sometimes have water in them like it's all very gross so she yeah we had like a a plan about what food I was going to give her um and at the end or close to the end of the fight um, one of the things that Annie Sullivan does to get Helen to cooperate is she douses her with water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, that's a big, like, motif and, like, theme throughout the show is they have this water and this pitcher and, and what is this symbolism or something. So with, they gave us, like, this, like, big metal pitcher and with water in it, it was very heavy. And I, uh, it was, like, our second to last performance. I went and I, like, water in her face. And I hit her in the head. <gasps> And it, I was With like, a metal pitcher? Yeah. And here's the thing. Oh, shit. I cut her head oh. a little bit. 
And it wasn't, like, it was not a hard hit. It was just, like, a nick. But in the moment when you're on stage and you're 15 and, like, you know, head wounds bleed a lot. And then when you add water to that equation, it looked like she was gushing. (laughs) And I panicked. So so I hit her. Uh, Water is everywhere. She uh, didn't even realize that uh, that she'd been hit. Uh, So she's, like. She's in the moment. Great. She was in the moment. She was phenomenal with this role. She's eating. And as she's doing that, I just was like, well, the audience can see blood. So I picked up one of the napkins and just kind of like dabbed dabbed it away. Nice. And then at the end of the scene, you're supposed to uh, like, they just have another match. And like, you just, they roll under the table and the lights go out and fade out. And the implication is that they've continued to fight. And so we're under there and I just was like, oh my God, are you okay? Oh my God, what's what's happening? Are you all right? And she was like, no, no, it's fine. Like literally just keep going. She didn't even realize. (laughs) And that was like the most terrifying moment to me. You're Um, like, I... I've concussed this. I, I've concussed my scene. My partner. friend, like I was like, <laughs> so stressed about. It. Well, then the next night, she actually ended up hitting me in the face. With, oh, well, <laughs> with there the you go. So there picture. you go. So it was just like we just had bad. We always had bruises. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we're supposed to do stage fighting, but really it just ended well, up being like real fights. And it's like I don't. I mean, maybe people don't know because I feel like people still do the Miracle Worker, but maybe not as much now. But uh, it's like a very physical show. So much so, in especially which you for really the two are. Leads. Yeah, where you because. Uh, uh, whether or not you believe it or not, which, I mean, I do. Clearly Helen Keller existed. But um, she was very combative in her young... Before she learned how to communicate, she was very physically combative. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of an interesting thing, though. I like that she hit you the second... Not <laughs> on were, purpose. No, but, but just yeah. like the, where you're like, well, the universe is even dust out. Like, yeah. Okay, no problem. Yeah, and it was, like, fine. Like, it was... Yeah, it was crazy. One of my favorite shows I've ever done... I during a tech rehearsal for that show, there's a lot of spelling involved with yes. the show. You yes, know? and I the, the two words you spell the most in that show are water yep. and mother. Yeah, and so this is not like this doesn't answer any of the questions. But while we're on the topic, I was spelling. We're at the well. It's a very intense yeah. scene. It's the end of the show. She's like beginning. To it's speak. when Helen speaks. Wah, yeah, wah. she said she has. That's what I the would call. one line in yeah. the whole show that she has is wah, wah. Um And I'm like trying to spell. The word water, and I was so in the moment that I was like, with my Irish accent, like, water, W-T-H. Oh, no. Idiot. And I stopped, and the whole tech crew just lost their shit. They were laughing so loud. And I was like, everything's fine. It was fine. Got it out in a rehearsal. That's the right time. Yeah, did not screw up. That's the right time. Didn't in front of audiences. In real audience. Yeah. Well, that's great. I like that. Both our stories involve, like, maiming <laughs> other cast members. Injuries and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. The second one was funniest, funniest moment. Gaff on stage. Funniest moment on stage. I mean, this one's a little tougher for me because I don't... We tend not to have too many... We're, we're a well-oiled machine. Correct. Uh, we tend not to have too much. But I will say, one of my favorite... Uh, once again, not with my own company because whatever. But we're doing Steel Magnolias. And uh, it's a show of, you know, six women. It's it's a stationary set. Like, you're not going anywhere. So, and the and the women are all each their own kind of little characters. It's a, it's a great show. Oh, and we were, we got to opening weekend and, you know, we're ready to go. It was great. Uh, our friend Michelle directed it. She did an awesome job. Like, perfect show for her to direct. And we had this great little cast. And there's a, there's a piece in there where they have to eat something and it, they eat these like little pecan it's supposed to be like a little pecan dessert and my mom makes a great pecan tart and so and they're little they're like little tart size they're bite size you put them in whatever eat them they're delicious and they they, they kind of taste like a little maple syrup like delicious little like Just pancakey kind of excellent thing heaven yeah they're in great your mouth so i had my mom make like a hundred and thanks mom yeah um <laughs> Listen, the number of things that my mother has done for theater for me, like it, well into her retirement and me being old enough to do a lot of these things is just, it's insane. And I, I'm very grateful, but I had her make like a hundred thinking, okay, we have four shows. I think we maybe only had three shows. It will be fine. Like these, no one is really eating all of them on stage. It's not a big deal. And, you know, because, oh. you know, you know, on stage, like you're eating it, but you, you still are having to do all these other things. So you, you can't have, like, have a mouthful of food. Definitely monitor everything yeah. else that's happening. Because Absolutely. You got to speak at some point. Yeah. You yeah. can't have like dry mouth, whatever. No. So we put them out and I, you know, I'm watching from the back and we're just looking at everything going on. And I realize people have, and, and the, sh- the show, because of the nature of it, just being these six women and you're in that set, 
you have blocking, but it's, like, very natural. So, like, it makes sense if you go and you sit on the couch or you get up and walk over to somebody that you're talking to. And it's, you know, the blocking is very deliberate, but it's not necessarily, like, and then they had to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they had to pick up the organic. picture. Yeah. yeah. So I noticed, though, because, you know, we've been doing it the same way for weeks and weeks. I noticed, boy, oh, boy, everyone is really making some, it's, like, a little different. What's What's happening? <laughs> And what I came to realize is people were making detours so they could swing by the tarts, uh, the pecan tarts, pick one up and sit down because also because of the nature of the show, you have everyone on stage, but maybe not everyone is talking. You know, it's like two characters are going back and forth and the other people are there but and involved, but like watching and, you know, like real life, you know, yep. you just sometimes not everyone's talking at once. Yeah. And I noticed that people are really making some detours <laughs> to hit these tarts on their way to like maybe sitting on a couch and not having any dialogue for a little bit in the scene or, you know, they're sitting getting their hair done and they don't have to talk because they're, they're the one getting, you know. And I realized, and I was dying, and my mom had to make more, like, for the next <laughs> two shows because we, like, went through them and they were like, these were so good, Karen. Like, we love them. And obviously I made a little... And it was so funny where it wasn't, you know, obviously the, the detours weren't hugely noticeable. I knew because I'd been watching... But I was like, you guys ate all those tarts. And it was, and they were like, they were so good. And I go, oh man, we're going to have to start hiding like milk and water or something on the stage because that was the only downside is you're oh, eating yeah. this delicious tart, but then you're also like, uh oh, I need something to drink. So it was, but that to me was like a very funny thing where no one in the audience would have noticed. Nobody would have, would have said anything, but I definitely noticed. And I think maybe a food thing when we did Grease, a similar thing, we had. <laughs> Uh, our Jan. Oh my God. It's kind of built into the script, right? A little bit where she is always like, Oh, are you going to eat that? Hey, you going to eat that? Yeah. And so we made our Jan really into pudding (laughs) in which she has pudding in every scene. And that's the joke. Even when they get to Freddie, my love each, you know, each uh, pink lady holds up a picture of like a famous person. And we had our Jan (laughs) hold up a picture of a pudding, a pudding cup. Yeah. A pudding cup. So, you know, it's one of those things where, again, though, but that was so funny. And our girl playing Jan Riley, who's, like, in real life also very funny. Oh, she's so funny. But she got to the end and was like, I don't want, I can't, I can't eat pudding anymore. I don't want it. I don't want to have <laughs> it anymore. For the rest of my life, no more Yeah, pudding. and, but Please. that was, like, another funny thing where we just kind of inserted that through the whole show in which she would just show up in a scene with, like, a pudding cup and be eating it. So maybe food is my funny thing. I can't. Like I said, we've been really lucky that we haven't had too many things go awry where I'm like, because also, and maybe it's perspective, as a director producer, if something goes awry, it's not as funny. It's more like, oh, what's happening? So, you know. Well, I did Steel Magnolias once, and my mom has done it, I think, like a million times. Um, And I was a Nell. And okay. we didn't really eat that much, but the scene where she decorates for Christmas, yeah. like, they gave me just a box of crap. And they were like, yeah. just, like, put it wherever. Hang it up. And I <laughs> I got told during a rehearsal that I had to stop. Like, I had to scale back to, like, what oh. I was doing because it was too distracting. Like, I was, like, there was, like, a moment where I, I had, there was, like, a Jesus. No, it, a banner that said, happy birthday, Jesus. Nice. And I was, like, I just made a huge production of, like, taking it out and getting tangled in it. And, <laughs> It was making everyone laugh, but they were like, "It ha- this has to stop because whatever's happening is more important than sure. this Jesus." Then you're banner. like your Jesus monologue in the back to yeah. yourself, yeah. <laughs> so that was like that was really fun. My mom has done it. I think she's played Malin twice, Truvy once, and when she was my age, she played Shelby. Oh, it's so. a fun. Here's the thing: it's a very funny show. Oh yeah, uh, and super fun to do. I would definitely roll that back across my way again. It you know. With the right kids and when she and stuff. when she gets to be the next generation, which she's yeah. like approaching. Ooh, she um, be a Weezer. Or... She wants to be both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So between the two of us, we can play all six characters because she'll never get to play a Nell. Which Do is we? Funny. Well, she's my yeah. That no. ship might have sailed for your mom a little bit. Yeah. So that's very good. Yeah, that's what she. That's her goal. I here's the thing. I love that show. I don't know if I do it again just because the props are such a nightmare. There's so much like <laughs> yeah. coffee cups, yeah. hair, nail working, polish. The work, everything. We had a working sink that had water. Yeah, so did we. Yeah, it's yeah. is a lot because you have to you have to spray Malin in the face. <laughs> you have to. It's in the script, and sh- there's a lot of conversation around it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. Um, okay, so my funniest moment on stage happened in 2019 in December. Uh, when I played Rosie in sure. Bye Bye Birdie, uh, which, for the record, listeners, I am not 
uh, Latin woman. But uh, we... Sure. The script does say that she's from Allentown, PA. So... It's a whole song. It's a whole song where she says she's Spanish. But in our version, she just kind of... It was assumed that she was Spanish. You know, we maybe one day we'll have a maybe we'll do a whole episode about this in which we discuss sort of the casting constraints when you live in a non-diverse place and how you approach that. And I tend to come from a place, too, where it's still important to tell those stories um, and to do that in a respectful way in which everyone kind of understands what's happening. But it's such a dated story that women in general are just kind of treated pretty flippantly in the show anyway. So we're moving on. Anyway, so the point of my story is, um, <laughs> is opening night, um, playing Rosie in Bye Bye Birdie. And I, it's like the first joke, I think of the whole show. Uh, the first scene, her boyfriend, Albert, is really stressed out and he's like, I need an aspirin. And he asked her to cut it in half. The yep. line is, you're 39 years old, Albert. You can take a whole aspirin. Yep. And I love that line. I was so excited to say it opening night. Uh-oh. But what happened was, so my husband's name is Alan. Yep. Jerry's character's name was Albert. And yep. we talking about aspirin in this scene. Yep. So all so, three of those things. So many A words. Uh-oh. <laughs> all three of those things tried to come out of my mouth at the same time. And I just said, you're third Al Aspirin. And it was so bad. And I had one friend in the audience and I heard him just go, ha ha. And I was like, <laughs> oh, what have I done? And it was a whole like, you know, that's the first scene. Yes. The first joke. Yes. That's a rough start great. to the night. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was real stressful for me because I like we had such a great dress rehearsal and I was like, this is going to be awesome. And then I just biffed it right out the gate. <laughs> Maybe that's what I feel like. I sometimes feel better when we have a rougher dress rehearsal. That's the, that's the right? superstition. That's the yeah. superstition. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, our dress rehearsal, I was like, had so much energy. I was like, I'm, I'm hyped for this show. And then I was like, I'll ask for birth. <laughs> uh, it's fine. You know what? Uh, you got a little verbal shenanigans going on there. <sighs> well, and here's the thing. I am normally on stage extremely consistent yeah i agree and i don't i really don't deviate too much as you know i like to goof around once maybe it, once it's locked in yeah. yeah in rehearsal i'll improv and see what works but yeah once things are locked in i yeah. really don't i very rarely have things go differently unless i'm trying to cover for something else that's happening right um and so i was trying to think about this question because i really don't have that many yeah uh, because i'm so good at being oh consistent. boy here we go uh, so- <laughs> no, but, i mean here's the thing I think there's uh, when you have when you are doing a show eight times a week like consistently you're gonna have funny things happen just out of the nature of like time yeah but a lot of the stuff that we're doing is like maybe two weekends three weekends right. it's not gonna be a thing where you have enough shows where you're like and then because we're so used to doing it you know this happened mm-hmm. it's it's more of a like oh something usually is going awry if, you know if, if you Could, if you yeah. have one so i mean i think that's fair yeah so i just you know i was like struggling with this question but i think the asperger is, uh, is yeah valid. that's a pretty good one. i mean like i said like you just said i can think of things that have gone wrong that like as the director i'm heart attacking someplace and uh, you know keeping that cool uh, I guess, okay, I mean, if you're funny specifically to me and not on stage, uh, I unplugged a light board during a show once. Oh, and yeah. that was, in retrospect now, and in, in, within that same show, we were in the booth, and it happened to be, we were in a building that the light board was very precariously plugged in. So we were doing Into the Woods, Love and it. the light board was connected to a power strip that was then plugged into the wall, but like not sitting on the floor. It was like taut. So it was like hanging in the air. Yeah. Terrible. No, no, no. No, terrible. And dangerous. I happened to, when I was fumbling around to plug something else in. So we started the show. It is in the beginning where they're in their three little, you know, uh, vignettes. Mm -hmm. And we're in the, uh, you know, the beginning of the freaking show. And I hit it and it unplugged. And, but I, we didn't realize I unplugged it. So my friend who's running the light board and keep in mind, this is live during the show. We can't talk. We're in, we're in this booth. Like you could hear, we have open, you know, you have everything open. So she is trying to get my attention silently by just flailing her arms. (laughs) And I'm like, and then she's trying to, you know, we're whispering. She's like the board and she's pointing at the board. So the lights go out. We plugged back in immediately 
And the saving grace is that we learned, and I don't know if this is true for every board, but when we plugged it back in, everything turned back on. So the lights actually picked up in the queue that it went out, which now was wrong because we, you know, had single lights on each, you know, on yeah. Cinderella, on Jack and his mother, and on um, Baker, Baker and his wife. So we're a little off there. The computer turns back on and she had to fast forward to get to the queue that we were at. So it was fine. Like, I would say nobody would even know. Yeah. But it was like in that moment we were like dying. And then later in the show, uh, I'm pretty notorious for having candy. I like having candy oh during God, show the week. Oh my Swedish fish always. Sure. This is maybe why I only do Swedish fish now. I had a box of lemon heads. And for some reason, I had them sitting straight up. They weren't laying down. I had them balanced sitting straight choice. up on the counter and knocked it over. Mm-hmm. Now, if it had fallen onto carpet, you never would have heard it. But, but it sounded like gunshots. <laughs> for some reason, there was a plastic tub. Dude, this venue was like nonsense. It was like a garage sale in that booth. So I Great. take responsibility, but like it was it was kept like Sanford and It some. sounds like, like where I work. Yeah, it was garbage. Yeah. So... For some reason, there was a plastic bin, so these little round lemon heads fell from, like, three feet into a plastic bin and went, bop, 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 bop. So it sounded like gunshots. Correct. It was so <laughs> loud. Oh. And I was like, you know, you're trying to stop them, but that, like, made it worse, so I was just like, I don't, this show, we should just write it off. I've unplugged the light board. I've knocked over candy. Like, this is, and here's the thing. Nobody knew. No. No one would ever know, but we were, like, dying where I just was like laughing I need a break yeah and you couldn't you could not say anything because again you have to work in silence so we were like dying but that show I had some good laughs where one of the sound effects after the baby is born you get to do it's in the script that the baby cries so you have a little baby cry sound effect but I would just play it whenever I felt like it so that everybody on stage would have to react to it and then be like oh shush shush baby and like fake rock the baby that's awful uh, because i that was a fun time to me i also made the cow moo whenever i felt like it as well Appropriate. so yeah Good. it was uh those were my like listen i don't get i'm not on stage i don't get to do stuff that was like my moment in which you know we, we got to do some of those things but a funny thing when we were testing sound effects the first time we had the baby cry, it was way too loud. It was, we, I had it up, you know, like, you don't know how loud it's going to be. And it, like, reverberated through the auditorium. And we were like, ooh, too loud, a little too loud. It's like it's, the Teletubbies baby is crying. Yes, and ever, it was. Through the it, song. But it was, I mean, it was hilarious. So oh, God. I get that cow fell on me during that show when I was trying to fix it. And I got trapped under it. And someone had to, people had to come lift the cow off me. How big was this cow? I mean, it was like, it was a cow. I mean, it was like, you know, cow-sized. Oh, so y'all went, like, to scale cow. It wasn't to scale. It was a little smaller than that, but, like, enough where it fell on me, where just the way it fell, I could not get out from under it. Like, I needed assistance. Okay, good. Got it. See, in my brain, I've seen the cow done, like, a couple ways, multiple ways. Um, Either live cow. How do you feel about live cow? We didn't want to do that. Um, I think it depends on who you use. Like, if it's, like, a competent small actor like a child yeah i think it could be okay i've seen it done really well because what happens then if it's like a really good actor is then they the, become a they thing. become part of the yeah. scene and like i saw this really beautiful this is a tangent but here we go i saw this really beautiful production of into the woods and the cow they only had like 10 actors and they like double cast but it was really cool um it was very like the the premise was like set in a bomb shelter and it was it was amazing, um, mm. but the actor who was playing the cow was also like a prince and some other things. And when he, when Jack sings the song to him, where he's like, I guess he says goodbye, old pal, the the guy was like crying, oh. and it was so beautiful and so moving. And it was like the small intimate theater, and I was like, this is this is life changing for me. Like, sure, I thought it was so cool. If you play it that way, we <laughs> played our cow much more for laughs, I believe. Got it. Uh, and did some patching of it. We rented the cow. Which was another funny thing where you just get... I got a box in the mail that just said cowhead. And I was like... <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah, Great. where you're just like, man, if I wasn't in theater, I would be on a lot of watch lists. So Right? Uh, or, yeah. Um, but or like the movie Seven? Like, mm. Very much. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so that was, you know, lots of funny things, I think. Hopefully not on stage, like, when it's happening. But, like, certainly a lot of, like, laughs and stuff off stage where just, you know, complete nonsense is going on and, you know, you're, you're doing a lot of dumb stuff all the time. So, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Last question is, uh, worst audience moment. I mean, I'm going to say we've been pretty lucky to have nothing too bad either. And I, 
And I don't know if I have anything that stands out to me other than we did have a baby cry through an entire show. No. In which I did desperately try to figure out where it was so that we could just ask them to step out. Like, if you're going to bring a baby, that's cool. Maybe your baby's going to sleep through our whole entire singing and dancing loud show. But if your baby does start crying, step out. Just take a step out. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, we're it's cool. You can come back in. Um... Yeah, I, I, we don't have a ton of terrible audience. I will say we had the one that stands out to me uh, in the most is a post audience where when we did Sound of Music, arguably a wholesome, Nazis notwithstanding, a pretty wholesome show. Like nothing yeah. nothing controversial happens Rogers in it. Rogers and Hammerstein, Golden Age. Yeah, like, uh, everyone it's a family loves it. show. You Fan know. favorite. Yeah, we did have a, I did have an email to me afterward in which uh, there's a scene where right before Maria marries Captain Von Trapp and she's back with the nuns and the nuns are very funny, you know, the, the, the sort of helper nuns to Mother Superior. And the gag is that she's packing for her honeymoon. And obviously these nuns don't know what's up with the honeymoon. Maybe they do. They kind of do, right? They might so, know. They just are like, oh, thank you for me. Thank correct. you. Yeah. Uh, and so the joke is one of the nuns, one of the sisters pulls out like a nightgown and holds it up and is scandalized. Great. And the way we did the joke was so the nightgown she pulls out is like a long sleeve flannel <laughs> all the way up to the neck nightgown, right? It's not like lingerie or like sexy like at all. Like a teddy, yeah. Yeah, no, it's literally like a woolen, <laughs> like a woolen frock. And so that's the joke though. She holds it up and is like, oh, Maria. Like, but that's very funny where she, like the nun who doesn't know about it would think that this is a scandalous thing. And then, so good laughs ensue. And post one of the shows, I got an email, I'm assuming from a grandma who was like, we enjoyed your show. However, I was very disappointed to see uh, sexual things referenced. Oh. And I was like, what now? Like what? When you know, like we we didn't even have kisses. Like I think we had everyone hugging our show. I think Ralph and Liesel kiss a little. Like there was nothing. It's very GPG. Oh, and she said in the email, it was like I brought my granddaughter, and I had to explain things to her that I did not need to need to explain. And I was like, what in the world? So that was, and obviously you know you get emails and stuff. People and are so I've crazy. been yeah, I've been very lucky. I haven't had very many, but like. I didn't even respond to it because what could I possibly say other than I think you I think you missed it. I think you missed the mark on what this was about and the show. But also like that joke is written to be much worse than it actually was. Correct. Lady. <laughs> and not only that, but in the show we had kids well, not kids, men, young men, dressed as Nazis running through the auditorium. Somehow because, that was because yeah. that's part of the show, but that was okay. Like there was no problem and in a scary way where we had our guys go into the auditorium slam the doors for real and scream stop the von traps do you see them blowing whistles and like yeah i mean it was intense good uh because that's it's supposed to be in that moment but that was fine the flannel woolen shenanigans nightgown <laughs> that she step, had to explain to a her step too far children. it's just the, the awkward conversation that it forced she was like i am not here which begs the, the question did you not have to explain nazis was that a thing your kid already knew i don't know maybe Ooh. that's a more problematic maybe that's but. another conversation Correct. So that, like I said, been very lucky we haven't had too many audience, you know, nonsense happen. But that for sure was one where I was like, ma'am, this is going to be the most wholesome show we ever do. I think you got to like, let's be cool. Let's just be cool. This is done in high schools. Like, I I think I think this is okay. Yep. It's okay. So, yeah. Um, Interesting. I've had a hard time coming up with an answer for this question also, because like for the most part, I've had like. There's not been too many things that audiences have done that have been bad or weird or Which is good. That's awful. a good thing. Yeah, I've been like it's mostly just like, you know, when you're doing a comedy and the audience is like asleep and you're like, Well, uh, it's a slog. But like the probably it's always like the matinee audience that's yep. like like quietly enjoying the show and you're like, did y'all even understand any of the jokes? Because yeah. you didn't laugh. Or they're the it's the repeaters that maybe have already like came the night before mm-hmm. but are really supportive but are like Instead of a loud laugh, they're now just like, <laughs> yeah, like a little guy already quiet know chuckle. this is coming. Yep. Yeah, but then, but then you talk to them after the show, and they're like, "This is amazing," and you're yeah. like, "Really?" Because like, cool. You could have laughed or like helped us out. Yeah. I don't know because that's. I mean, if you ever go see a show, please laugh if it's funny. Um, I, the weird times that I have had, 
interactions with the audience is when my character breaks the fourth wall and oh. someone feels like they need to respond. Oh, like a yell back? Like a heckler. Yeah, I don't like, I just, why would you do that? I mean, you know, that's my dream is to be that person. However, would never do it. But like in, in a funny way, I would love to be able to be like, you idiot. Yeah. Put your shoes on. Whatever. I mean, I feel like it's only appropriate if and when we get to go see the Jerry Springer opera. Correct. So, yeah, I, I was doing, I think, everything I need to know I learned in kindergarten. Okay. Which is mostly a show. It's like a musical, but it's like done in vignettes with like five people. They tell some stories. And I don't even remember what the story was that I, my character was telling or that I was telling, I guess. Um, It was about like a briefcase or something. And the we go through this whole story and at the end I just say something like, did I do this on purpose? I don't know. You decide. And someone in the back row was super loud and they were like, yes, you did. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, cool. Nice. <laughs> like, real cool. Nice. So it's like shit like that. Or like this one time I was in a murder mystery that was an original script done by the director. And when I say original, like loosely original, you know, it's like yeah. a lot of murder mystery tropes. So my character dies in the first act and then comes back and it turns out she's like the villain. Ooh, spoiler. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're, Good luck no seeing the show, everybody. No going to find it. Yeah. Uh, and so it was like my like Sweeney Todd dreams because like my character gets slit, like her throat gets slit. So I got to wear like a prosthetic and all this fake Whoa. blood. It was actually really fun. Um, but I like show up at the beginning of the intermission, like right before intermission. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's up, y'all? And like, I, it was a very small theater. And it was another one of those things where yeah. someone was like, oh, my God. And I just went... <sighs> You gotta, like, be aware of where you are. It was very strange. Not in your living room. I can hear you. And it was kind of, like, it was very small. Like, oh, yeah. like a living room. It was weird. I'm trying to think. This just popped into my head, but as an audience member, I have two... Uh, we went and saw um, a production of High Spirits. Okay. Which is a musical. I think it's Noel Coward, maybe. Okay. I, ca- I cannot remember. And um, I, I could look it up, but uh, I'm not going to. Um, Fine. So it's, uh, I-, I think they tried to just make a movie and then maybe got lost during COVID. But anyway, we go to see it. No offense to the group that was doing it. I mean, we've all been there, but it, it was a rough, it was a rough production. Mm. We'll just say. Yeah. Uh, just good, talented people, but uh, source material, maybe not great. I don't know. But I went with my friend and she brought her friend, you know, so I didn't know this woman. She was a little older. And for whatever reason, when we went to sit down, she sat in between me and my friend. So it was kind of a weird configuration in which usually when you're in like a three person thing like that, the mutual friend maybe sits in the middle and that's just maybe how I would do it. But it was fine. So this woman sits in between us. The show is not good. It is a rough time. I was on my phone for most of it, which... I understand is really shitty. And if I were doing a show and I see someone on their phone, I would rage out, but it was just bad. The woman who, again, an acquaintance I did not, I had just met that night, definitely fell asleep and just was out. Like a little, not a loud snore, but just a little soft, heavy breathing kind of feel. And it, we didn't know what to do. I, I, listen, if it had been you, I would have been like, nudged you and been like, dude, you gotta wake you up. You are being rude. Yeah, we, we can go, but, well, like, but you it, gotta wake up. If it were me also, I would be snoring like a, like a chainsaw. Sure. So like, it's, sure. yeah. Uh, it would have, so, but I didn't know. And then my friend, so it just was like, oh no, what's happening? <laughs> and, you know, that kind of piece of it. And then the same group would later go on to do, um, a production of Chicago. Oh, this one. And I, and, um, it was a good production. Like I said, everybody like very talented people. And, uh, the, the woman who played Roxy was really great, like insanely talented. Now she was a little on the older side and I use that very loosely. Like, you know, she was probably in her third late third, She had three kids. So, you know, do the math there. And so talented though, like an amazing singer. She like did it all. But for some reason, uh, this director who you have worked with um, made the choice where uh, Rosie... No, sorry, Rosie. So, so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Roxy yep. goes behind like a silhouetted uh, like panel. So you the light is shining. You can see her silhouette. Which like I love the use of a silhouette. Me too. I Me really too. do. But I know where you're going. So uh, and it's during, it was during all that, all of that jazz. So she's not singing, but she goes behind this silhouette and you see her back there. And then you see a man appear. Uh, who goes behind the silhouette. 
You see him sit in a chair. So now we're all in the silhouette. He sits in a chair. You see her straddle him. Like, you know, she makes a big show of her leg going over his legs. She straddles him, sits down, and you're like, okay, surely they'll turn the light off now. Like, haha, wink, wink, we get what's happening. No. Nope. She starts bouncing up and down on his lap. No. And you're like, okay, okay. Surely now the light will turn off. No. On the whole time that someone's singing all that jazz, it continues. Uh, you look around and you could just see, I mean, at least all the people I was with were like mouths agape. <laughs> Uh, shock and awe. And I was with... It's not a thing that this director does well. No, and I was with all theater people who have done productions, who produce shows, and it was and it was the eye contact of a lifetime where everybody was like, no, no, no. And here's the thing. This woman, again, so talented, they had... You know, we have limited casting in this area, and the person who she was bouncing up and down on was a young man of 18? No. 19? Nope, not appropriate. Definitely nope. not, like peer-to-peer and so that i think gave it a little bit of an ick factor as well where you were just like oh no what's happening uh so yeah definitely as far as an audience member goer just the the camaraderie that immediately happened i believe with everybody around us (laughs) when something has just gone awry and you're like we're all on the same page here yes everybody sees this okay not just me i'm not having a stroke i'm not the only one that is so uncomfortable got it so yeah i mean you know but like i said for for our own stuff been pretty lucky we haven't had too many things i was as an audience member for me i have one like moment that has (laughs) stuck out only because there's a theater that's really close to my home um and I had a friend that was in a show there. It was a small show, a straight show called The Boys Next Door. Oh, yeah. And it's a really cool show. Um, very hard to perform in because this the premise of the show is um, these grown gentlemen who are at varying levels of cognitive impairment. And so there are, there are some that are very severely autistic, um, some that are just a little on the like hyper OCDs. There's just a lot of different like levels of things. And they explain all of, all of the things in the show. Um, It was so well done at this theater. Like these actors just did such a beautiful, amazing job, but there are a lot of moments that are meant to be funny. Right. Um, Because sometimes these characters, just the way they see the world is funny. And so the audience that I was with was very small. And I, my friend was in the show, had a ton of lines and like, I knew he was like really working hard and I knew that he knew that there were some funny moments and I could tell the audience like didn't feel okay to laugh because heavy material. It was heavy. Yeah. Yeah, But there are moments where it like clearly is okay to laugh. And so I was like, listen, I'm gonna help y'all out. You know how I hate a dead audience. Yeah. yeah. So I have a, I mean, it's not like we haven't heard it. (laughs) You have a distinctive laugh that you can hear in an audience. It's very loud. Yeah. It carries. Um, and there was like one moment where, again, small theater, uh, the, I'll never forget the line cause it's so funny. My friend's line said, he said, um, he called me a nut job. So I called him a banana Republic and just the, like the banana Republic thing made me laugh so hard. Yeah. And it was like end of act one. And I lost my shit. And the rest of the audience was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to laugh. Ooh. And it <laughs> Just you, me. Oh no. I was and it was my friend, so I was like, my God, the delivery just the way he delivered right. it was so good. I was like, yeah, why you go? And I it was just me. And then my friend texted us later, like during intermission, right. and he was like, I know exactly where you're sitting. So that's sure. Great. Okay, great. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like, well, you're doing great. I don't know what the rest of these losers are thinking, but like Listen, you're killing it. This is a thing where you have to have people, I'm gonna tell you in our lives, uh our friend Michelle. Yeah. Is one of those people who laughs and will help get it going, but she you knows. can hear her well, she's she's done theater for years and years, but you can hear her and it is a weird reassuring thing. I've had people tell me on stage, but like even as a director where you're just like, How is it going? When, She'll it, tell you. It loosens them up and you're right, people get weird for some reason in certain things, especially shows that have maybe like heavier subject matter where people are like, is it okay? I don't want to laugh if that's supposed to be serious because I don't want to be that fool laughing at this like serious thing. Yeah. Uh, so it is a, it is a thing. And I have done it uh, like within high school programs where it's, you know, you're trying to give them laughs and you're trying to let them feel it out, especially in rehearsal where you're like, remember you're going to have to pause and you're going to have to like let people, this is a laugh moment. Don't just roll over it. Right. And then, you know, so you're back there giving your best yeah, fake, maybe real, but usually kind of fake because, like, I've heard these jokes 85 times. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely a thing and well, you know, with, good for you. One of the things that I like to do, especially when I music direct shows, sometimes I don't get to see like yeah. the scenes. Oh, you are so <laughs> that actually I will say when you music direct, because a lot for our shows, like if you come in, you usually will have seen it like first week, like first mm-hmm. second week where it's like a hot mess. Yeah. And then you come back the last week. Yeah. And it's actually, it's one of the best things because you do give those laughs. <laughs> and they're loud. And, and they're loud because, and you're right up front. They're honest. They're honest. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's during the time where obviously no one is singing, they're doing dialogue. So right. to be able for you to watch and pay attention and do that, it is really helpful. And it always is like a reassuring thing of like, oh, Lauren's laughing. Well, okay. and like the kids always are like, Great. Like, yeah. even wherever I'm music directed, it's one of my favorite things to do to come in. Because I, I know the people in the yes. show. And I have a relationship with them now where I'm, like, so excited to work with them because I know how talented yeah. they are. And so then when I see them doing funny things or, like, when I see them just, like, generally thriving, I'm like, this is awesome. Also, I'm so happy. Yeah. I love this. So, yeah, it's, like, my favorite. Um. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm going to say maybe this is where we wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. And... You know, listeners, I want to know. I want to know your answers to these questions. You can. You have these stories. We know you. We want them. Go to our website. Um, There's a form there where if you click on the contact and then you click listener submissions, um, there's a form where you can literally just answer them. And then if you have other questions you want us to answer when after we talk about yours or whatever, like tell us those. So visit us at downstageleftpodcast.com. Correct. If you're like, I don't know how to use the submission form, but I do love to write an email, you can also email us at downstageleftpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And we would love to hear your stories. We'd love to hear whatever you want to talk about theater related. If you have a story, if you had some weird stage door interaction, if someone on stage with you had to leave to go vomit or oh, yeah, any of, of those things, we, we want to hear them. So send yeah. them in and we will be excited to not tell our stories. We've told, we literally just told all of our stories. So we'll be excited <laughs> yeah. to hear yours and read them back and hear what you guys have lived through and, and all those things. So send them in. Yeah. I want to hear from you. Very excited. All right. I think we did it. We did it. So everybody remember, crazy things happen. The takeaway is to roll with them, remember them, and then start a podcast so you can talk about them. <laughs>